We live in a fast-paced and hectic world where it's easy to feel overwhelmed, stressed, and out of control. How do you manage all the competing pressures without losing sense of yourself? How do you stay focused enough to not only plot a path, but follow it? Welcome to Recovery Road, a show that offers inspiration, insight, and intelligence, as well as success stories from many walks of life that can show you how you can control your own destiny. Our knowledgeable and entertaining hosts and their guests give practical advice that you can use every day on your road to recovery. Now, here are your hosts, Leah Mattinson and Greg Bird. Welcome to Master Your Life, the show of insight, intelligence, and inspiration, where I ask you each week to consider who is it you are right now and who is it you most would love to be? What kind of life are you trying to create and um, how's that going for you? Are you keeping a good track of it and are you making the tweaks and adjustments that you really want to make or, or are you looking towards other things that you might want to make just better and better and better? I'm host Leah Mattinson and I'm joined this week on this wonderful Monday podcast by my four-time guest, Gregory Bird. Greg, how are you Thank doing today? You, yeah. Ah, yeah, amazing, actually, in the words of my, my son, Gavin, the wise one. Uh, happy and honored to be back. So I'm really getting a, a, a kick out of the feedback we're getting. And uh, I shared this with you in a, a call just yesterday as I got a call from mom and dad and in talks with the folks, uh, they usually reserve this one for special occasions. They they said, you know, we're really proud of you and what you're doing. So, and they said what Leah's doing as well. So, for so what it's awesome. worth, thank you so much. Much appreciated, and much appreciated that everybody who's watching and tuning in um, and giving us feedback on the shows because. Um, we could be talking to, you know, the air. And so it does really matter that we have good feedback. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, we just feel so grateful to be able to be on this platform and with one another and bringing these, you know, really important messages forward for people to have conversations that they may never have had before. So it's exciting times. And this episode is no different. Um, what we're going to be talking about this week is what is the secret strategy for 2021. So Greg, I'm just going to knock it right over to you. What is the secret Saturday strategy for 2021? Well, that's what we're going to cover today, but I think we need to do the meme of the day. I'm so excited okay, to share this meme. Meme of the day. Let's meme, meme it up. Of the day. Meme of the day. So you guys remember we're training you how to go through social media and try and sift through all the, the garbage that's out there and find the good ones. Well, here's a good one from my friend Paul in Calgary. I had to scroll about three scrolls before this one came up. And this one's really fitting. So here's two best friends, looks like best friends, sitting having a chat. It's, uh, you see the- Gotta tip it a little sunset. bit more. Let me come back here. Anyway, there's the caption yeah. right there. So it reads, the one fella goes, hey, we only live once. And the buddy pipes up and says, wrong. We only die once. We live every day. And I thought, that's perfect. So- I love this little social uh, research we do for each episode, how much we prepare. Our one-hour meeting last Thursday turned into six. So uh, I think everyone uh, is in for a treat today. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love that the uh, the meme by your friend Paul was, it's like these random people that we meet and, and the synergistic connections that we make. It's, Let me add to that. So Yeah, I I do. It's because it's wild. It's just wild, so, right? I just only met Paul like, gosh, like three weeks ago, and he was connected to Teresa Llewellyn. They actually used to work together. So, yeah. whoa, like one degree of separation, but we've never known each other 
before this year. And here he's on there and he's on my social feed. And that one, ironically, that was the first positive message that popped up on my phone when you and I were researching a good meme to use on the show. So, wow. So shout out to Paul, shout out to our good friend. And now your friend, Teresa, uh, some yes. words of wisdom there. Yes, absolutely. And again, so it's these wonderful connections that we're making and that are getting fired, fired up. And the memes are going to keep coming because I think that 2021 is going to be, especially for the first um, eight weeks, is going to be pretty wild times worldwide. So really, we wanted to focus in on this because there's wisdom of the ages uh, that I think people are looking to now and swinging back toward uh, that's that's incredibly fundamental to this seven generations planning idea. And really, what are the, you know, where are these nuggets of wisdom uh, in our lives that, you know, the past of things that we've learned from, but also what about the people who are already knocking it out of the park? So Greg, do you want to pick up on that? Yes, I love that. So what we did is we surveyed several, I'd say couples, households, uh, who have stuck together through this time thick and thin, and it could be for the last decade, the last big trouble that we had, or even look at 2020 as an entity that uh, what's working? What what was the secret strategy? So <laughs> my friends, Family Network, and Leah, now you know I'm a huge fan of game shows. One of my favorite game shows of all time was Family Feud. Remember that show? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah and they've had a few hosts like three years. And it's still years. on. It's still on. Yeah, they got that, that Jerry D guy as the host now. Uh, good comedian, uh, Canadian comedian. They've had that. Louis Anderson, I believe, was one of them. And anyway, some great hosts through the... Maybe I had a dream that I always wanted to be a game show host. So all my friends know that about me. So let's play a little Survey Says today. You ready? Dreams coming true, Greg. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. So we surveyed several <laughs> couples and households who have stuck together through things thick and thin. And we have the top four answers on the board of what their responses were. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let's number one it. answer. What's number, number one? one? The number one answer. Number one answer on the board survey says is faith. Not mm. only faith in God, but faith in one another. So, Leah, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that's spot on because if you um, you have to you have to first of all understand if you believe in God or you don't believe in God. <laughs> Because that helps a lot. You know, there are people who don't believe that God exists at all. And so they're just an entity unto themselves. So there really is no higher authority. And there's also then nowhere to go when you're having difficulties. So I think faith's really important. Also, um, uh, the fundamentals of is your faith the same as your partner's faith? Or is it similar? Um, because even that can, that can create flow or friction. So part of that really important uh, to sticking around for a long period of time. And there's worldwide so many people, you know, blending together um, faiths and having a difficult time doing it. Uh, so I think we're going to see uh, more uh, harmonious relationships uh, as we come to understand that a lot of, um, if we all just believed in God, and got rid of the rest of the shenanigans, things would be pretty, pretty simple, a lot less war. What's your take on that? You Greg? know, <laughs> I love that you bring it up. And we've been talking a lot about keeping the family unit together, and just mm -hmm. the decimation that 
where we are as a society. And I've said in my own observation, even the clients I've worked with over 17 years, that number is ever increasing that I'm seeing these couples. So your plea, I believe right before Christmas is guys just take, you know, <laughs> take a break, take a breath, like breathe, like look what you're doing. Stop the fighting just for a second. Just have a conversation. And what we're striving to do is if there's a household that's in distress, we're speaking to you guys right now by sharing some of these top answers with the households that are sticking together. And those are the ones, Leah, that I've seen. If I were to look at one common denominator that are thriving Mm -hmm. through the last decade, even through the last year, and that are going to continue to thrive through 2021, this is those folks. Uh, But also those of you seeking a relationship, make sure that you maybe pay attention here I know I am, and uh, the next few answers that will pop up I'm going to share with with you and the listeners and the the viewers. Um, you know, what, what an opportune time to talk about this stuff, Leah. The, the more we can do to putting this stuff out there, uh, the better that we can do to keep people together. So you're, <laughs> you're ready to hear the number two answer, or do you want to I am. Number two, number two. Drum roll, please. All right. Number two answer is communication. So even having those, and just to build on that, having those hard conversations, right? And what are we going to do? Not just what am I going to do and you're going to live with it. What are we going to do to work together? And in a couple of the surveys I did, there was a couple uh, really interesting things from a financial perspective. And Leah, may I share the first one? Yes, definitely. This was, God bless his soul, his name's Ed. And he was, uh, his beautiful wife is named Mary. And when I first met him, he was 92 years old. And Ed would come into my office, he'd tell me stories of the war, and I was just so intrigued. And I, I always told him, I said, I get more, more value out of these conversations than I think you do <laughs> hearing from me. So in all of his stories, one day I finally asked him, I said, Ed, I'm like, why doesn't Mary come to any of these meetings? And I'm going to build on that. Why did, have you ever invited her to have the meetings at the bank? Because they had a lot of stuff uh, that they worked at the bank. And he looked at me. <laughs> as if he'd seen a ghost. He's like, oh my God, nobody's ever asked me that question before. I said, well, do you think that's a problem? Like, what if something happens? You just told me that you had some heart problems and this, that, and the other thing. I said, you forget to wake up tomorrow. Is Mary going to know what to do? Leah. I mean, I just, yeah, (laughs) communication is, uh, well, you and I have, you and I have a lot to learn because we've said, you know, both of us have been through divorces. I'll speak for myself that I know that it's, um, that all of these things are fundamental to uh, the things that we're talking about uh, are fundamental to the decimation of relationships and the um, uptick of having a great relationship. So communication right now, I think a lot of people have got their nerves are pretty raw after the 2020. And so if you're not seasoned at communicating and saying what's actually on your heart, your feelings versus just what you think, then that's, you know, treacherous terrain where if you're able to actually share how you feel about things, that changes the dynamic a lot. The other thing with communication is that it's been very hijacked because we're not um, spending time with friends and family. So we're not spending time um, in those bigger social circles where we can talk through with other people, seeing them face to face and in the same room. Um, That definitely changes how effective communication is. It changes the feeling of what somebody is actually trying to say. So even though you and I have this technology and we can kind of get a good sense of how each one of us is feeling, it's not the same as being in the same room. 
And so with couples that are together, I mean, whether they're together, um, you know, in this weird time of their home together, or they're living separately from one another, or whatever it is, there's still this overcoming of this communication um, th piece. And that's if they didn't have problems prior to 2020. So if they were cooking with cheese prior to 2020, and everything's all good, they still may have um, challenges because they might be have spent the last 12 or 13 months at home with each other, which might be a totally mind blowing new experience or with kids in the house, like lots of different dynamics that we just haven't seen. So uh, I agree, it's like communication is really important, but your thoughts and your feelings aren't the same thing. Being in the same room is important, right timing is important, you know, so not having a conversation when your two-year-old is hanging off the inside of your leg and you're, <laughs> you're mad already about something else that's happened, you know, there's lots of sensitivities to other people. Oh, what about you? Because I know that, that that's one, what's the opposite of that is like, well, that people do. <laughs> Well, yeah. hold on, you had me at cooking with cheese, so I've oh. never heard that expression before. <laughs> so I'm like sitting there, how can I use that? That's a good one. <laughs> I'm going to use that now that I know the context of where it comes from. Anyway, yes, so communication. You know what? One of, in one of the surveys I did with one of my clients, actually, yeah. they said, you know what? One of the best arguments they had was their very, very first one. And... Uh, before I preface that story, there's the opposite of the argument, which is stonewalling. Yes. Oh my goodness, that one's the worst one for me. That's my Achilles heel. Like nothing like ripping your heart and soul out by stonewalling. So Leah, do you want to comment on that first before I tell my story? Well, I think that it's the partner to the, you know, the right timing thing. Like the, the right timing, you need to still talk about the thing. So even if the timing is not right, right now it's a good idea to say to your partner hey i can't talk about this right now can you give me 10 minutes or you know tomorrow can we sleep on it you know just ha but have some agreements in place but that's like it's the opposite i think of the stonewalling is is saying what your intention is that you are intending on talking about whatever it is and not just leaving it forever so that's such a good point oh yeah. don't let it fester right if you got something to say time it like you said mm -hmm get the right venue, I think, to have the conversation or argument. There's right. healthy arguments can happen uh, because again, it's, it provokes change, right? And it, you can both take action from there. But the example I wanna share, Leah, this is a real thing, um, is this fight that this, this couple talked about was over smoking. So mm -hmm. you can swap out smoking with alcohol, you could swap it out with whatever, <laughs> gambling, swap it out with drugs. This particular couple, uh, their monthly budget. That's where it came out there. They realized once they took a step back and actually had this fight, they're like, Oh my God, we're spending hundreds of dollars per month on cigarettes. When they were actually spending more money, they said than their own vehicle payment in this example. So that actually provoked some positive change that not only did the one person voice their opinion, and they had it out, had that argument, but they were then able to work together. Because how many times have you heard people will quit smoking, they might not have the full love and support of their partner, and then what happens? Then they fail, 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 fail every time. And then they blame each other. So there's all this like resentment. You remember that time we tried smoking, quit smoking five years ago, and you, you did that thing where you just like, you know, you're seeking cigarettes, I could tell. No. <laughs> You drove me to drink it too. So then you compounded the problem. That's right. But I know a ton of people who also like in the day, in the day when smokes were, you know, 10 bucks a pack or five bucks, 250 a pack. <laughs> That when they quit smoking, they could go on a trip to Hawaii. So now that the cost of smoking is 
I think it's I think it's over twenty dollars a pack for smokes. I feel like that's what it is. Like, I'm not a smoker, so don't ask me. <laughs> I'm not either, but like, wow. But but you do hear about all that, you know, like um, what looks like just like drug addictions or and gambling. And to your point, a couple episodes ago, where you're talking about, you know, the the stuff coming up on people's phones and they're buying lottery tickets and et cetera, et cetera. It's just it can become it can become a thing that's um, out of hand because you don't even know how much you're spending on it. So that couple was really cool because they actually sat down and went, well, how much are we spending? And yep. this, this really makes sense. Awesome. Yep. So and how about, the, go ahead. I didn't build on that. The, so the, the good ending of that story is that moment in time, this was now years ago, they mm-hmm. were able to make a change. And the one partner supported the other. Um, the one admitted that, you know, took a couple goes to try and quit that addiction, quit that smoking habit. But in the end, what was so beautiful is that they were able to then allocate money to savings. And that's the one question I asked. So, so what did you do? And they were able to then tuck some socks some money away. And what an important thing to do is, you know, have that savings, you know, whether it's for your retirement, whether it's a, just a rainy day fund, that emergency savings, or just to take that proverbial trip to Disneyland. Right? So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Disneyland, right? That's right. That's right. And what's the wisdom there too, is that that couple did not divert it to another addiction, which is often what you see people do. They'll swap addictions. So let's take a moment out, have a little applause. Fabulous right. example. All right. All right. So that story, make sure we help each other. Communication, support it. Have that constructive argument. Can I say, is that a fair statement? That's a very fair statement. Arm wrestling also was okay. (laughs) This particular example, if you knew the people I was talking about, I don't know who would win. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That could go a lot of ways. All right. So here we go. Game game show host, Gregory. The secret strategy for 2021, number three. What's number three? Number three, which is kind of cool that it kind of ties in the last thing that I said there. Uh, Number three is projects or work together as a team doing something. Make a dream board, so to speak. Working together, there's that whole saying, I think we've heard it, You, the listeners may have heard this, those who play together stay together. That can be another spin on this. Uh, work together as a team. Uh, it could be as simple as just having a game of cards, just have, doing a puzzle together, painting a picture together. Or Leah, I want to share with you, or you to share that bigger project that uh, can take place. Raising children, having a family. <laughs> That's quite a project. <laughs> Having a family, that's a, that's a big project. I, that's the biggest project, you know. And so, again, it's been hijacked a lot over the last 30, 40, 50 years where um, the family's become one of the least important things. And it's all really more about um, keeping a roof over your head and having all the stuff, whatever the stuff is. Um, but the kids have been kind of left in the dust. And that's left a lot of people feeling, having a lot of um, wish that I could have a do-over on that feeling. And so here we are again at this beautiful time of the reset of the mastering your life and going, okay, where is it that I am right now? What is it I would like? Not just for myself, but for my, for my family. So the project of raising your kids doesn't end. It's like an ongoing, you know, you think they're going to leave. Ask my parents. (laughs) Does Leah still rely on you for some things? They would probably say, uh, yeah, she does. And so kids never, kids grow up, but they still need their parents and little kids grow up and become teenagers and then become 20 year olds. And then all of a sudden you've got more grandkids and 
and then multiple generations. You know, my, my parents are great grandparents to several uh, children at this point. And still a lot of the, the family relies on them to be all of these things we've talked about, you know, to have faith, have good communication, um, do projects with them, you know, so the projects expand beyond just our projects. What would be some examples for you, Greg? You know what, and one I've seen, actually, if I looked at a few of the people that I surveyed, <clears throat> many couples, projects around the house. I heard this one a lot over 2020 because we're all stuck at home and locked in. So why not, you know, let's yeah. redo the bathroom or let's redo the basement or in my folks case, it's like, let's work on phase five of putting a whole new addition at the front of the house, which is beautiful. But uh, again, these projects, they work together, right? I can even remember uh, shingling the roof together with not only mom and dad and the crew, but grandma Helen actually came out and helped shingle the roof on our last family project that we did together. Talk about what a family bonding event across the generations. And then uh, my oldest son was actually able to help. So there you got a few generations there at play, all working on that same family project. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, it is absolutely fantastic. I've got, yeah, countless examples. I was amazed at my parents putting in uh, a uh, their back patio just a couple of years ago. And I was trying to find a picture of it, but my phone's going off, so I can't find it. But maybe the next podcast, I'll find it. Because my dad's not, you know, wouldn't be considered, quote unquote, well with this. Um, he has Huntington's disease, so it's a pretty, very significant movement disorder. And he's still out there doing what he can do. And, you know, he'll spend... Um, they're very, what you call it, like just determined, right? Determined and meticulous. And so instead of actually getting somebody else to do it, this was their, their project. Like they're just, they're going to do it as a team. So they go out there, do whatever needs to remove roots from the ground. So it's not like, you know, like they're removing roots, they're removing rocks, they're putting in this really heavy duty patio. It's difficult physical labor and they're still out there doing it. And I have so much pride um, in my parents for just having that tenacity and doing things together and complimenting one another, I think was, is the other thing, you know, like you see the complimenting of one another and the um, adoration too, I think is this other thing that you see when, when they're working together that I, you know, like people um, often take for granted or don't credit the other partner and say, wow, that was really incredible work. Um, and so there's a lot of wisdom to be learned just in that uh yeah the adoration or the real deep appreciation for somebody else showing up and putting in the work every day day in day out they're celebrating they just celebrated their anniversary this week um so you know the, they've been together a long time was there i don't want to age myself here folks hang on a minute <laughs> you are 30 better not share it that's right <laughs> It's less than 60. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. But it's yeah, 56 years they've been married uh, as of yesterday. And so, yeah, so, but that's 56 years of projects together and uh, lots of really awesome and I'm sure challenging times to live, to look back on and, and uh, to grow from it as a couple. Um, but all the family, again, it's like goes there just to your example, goes there, pitches in a little bit but doesn't take over. Like there's this other understanding about, you know, where the boundaries are and respecting those boundaries. Love, that. Yeah. Love the sense of accomplishment that comes from that too, right? Yes, definitely. No, that's are we good. done? That's our project. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's <laughs> oh, one more thing on. I want to add from a financial perspective. Like yes. We talk about that dream board. Sometimes it's nice to just write it down because when you sit and yak and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, I find 
most of the time it never gets done or accomplished. So actually writing it down and putting some effort into creating that visualization, I think is really, really important. Do you want to speak to that just for a minute? Yeah. Oh, vision boards have been used forever for, you know, hieroglyphs are probably vision boards. <laughs> we mm -hmm. want three buffaloes today from our hunt. <laughs> and yeah, so this predetermining, uh, you know, what we want can also help to bring a focus in on what we don't want. You know, so once uh, there's some really uh, strategies, I have, I wrote a book too called Silver Linings, The Essential Guide to Courage, Self-Esteem and uh, Wellness. And in that I talk about vision boards and actually how to do it. It's a really can be a very quick exercise. Um, but the things that were on my vision board from like 20 years ago, most of them have come to pass and not necessarily in ways that I would have thought, but they've come to pass. And then you, yeah, it's, it's very interesting, but they help to direct they help to direct your life. And then you also notice the things that you maybe haven't put on them that you might want to, you know, add. And this is a really great time of year for doing that. You know, this reset time, um, you know, taking a look at what it is you want in all of the abundance areas of your life. So health, finance, um, your career, there's so much reset happening with people working from home or loss of work, loss of employment. So, um, and then that long-term plan, like, do you see yourself as a parent? Do you see yourself in relationship with somebody? Do you see yourself as a grandparent? And then like the vision, I often think of happy. It's like the happy grandchildren, the happy children. Uh, and sometimes that includes travel and sometimes it's money, but there's all kinds of things you can put on um, and do it for yourself. Like don't let anyone else edit your vision board, I think is a big thing too. And so opinions not allowed here. This is your, it's your work. And you could do a cup, probably a vision board as a couple. Have you ever heard of people doing that, Greg? Yes, I have. <clears throat> in fact, these, uh, what I help in a lot of the financial planning, if you think of the biggest dream board people usually have or the biggest financial asset that they have is their home, right? So anyone who's out there right now, that's either renting or whatever, they don't actually own their own home yet, is taking the steps to put that plan in place because then you need to do the things to save up for the down payment. Mm -hmm. You got to get a good credit, all these things that you need to focus on to get to that point. And I want to share uh, how proud I am of two, there's a brother and sister um, came in and <laughs> started doing this exercise with me with that whole financial game plan back when they were 22 years old. And what was so cool is they have, believe it or not, 10 years later, enough money now to put money down on a condo. So yes. Again, the earlier you start, that was the biggest theme of um, what I want to share with you, that the sooner you start, the better. Don't wait, because <laughs> I can tell you, if I didn't even listen to my own advice and guidance, if I saw all my money coming into my account, it'd be gone every single month if I didn't have a plan that put into place. Some of these automatic things that get uh, put into place, whether it's an automatic contribution or savings or insurance, whatever. Um, one thing my dad taught me was one of the greatest books he bought uh, was The Automatic Millionaire. And he shared this with me that, you know, sometimes when you just automate the process in your financial plan, you'll just stick to it. And sometimes you don't even notice a little money coming out of your bank account, but at least it's going towards something good. So dream board, perfect project. This is all what we're talking about here, whether it's a house, whether it's redoing the house, whether it's taking a trip, you know, when you want to take that vacation. I hear that all the time. You guys don't just put on your credit card. My God, just back it up, save for it. Then you'll have that money. You'll feel so much better about taking that trip and being able to enjoy it and have that sense of accomplishment that comes with it.
But before we get into the mental and physical health, we need to know number four. We got to know number four. Number four. And I think this kind of encapsulates everything here. Um, Yeah. And you know what's funny? They each, you know, in the survey, they have the little numbers. They're actually pretty even. So there's not Mm. one that's a landslide over the other. Right. Okay. So we have faith. We have communication. We have projects together. Number four. Are you ready? Ready. Forgiveness. Right. So we are human. We all mess up. Nobody's perfect. How can you have forgiveness? And I want to share one. I'm actually reading a book given to me by a great author. I got to meet this guy at a, actually at the book launch. His name is Mark Sakamoto. And his book is actually titled Forgiveness. And below it, I don't know if you can, it says a gift from my grandparents. And it's a beautiful story of forgiveness. So it takes place kind of that circa World War II and the tensions between <clears throat> you know, the Canada, U.S. and the Japanese and uh, with the name Sakamoto, of course, he's got uh, half of his family was Japanese, half of his family being Canadian and have come together. And without forgiveness, he says that he would never have walked this earth. It's just a beautiful book. Uh, he, he writes it from a real pace that you can actually really get in his eyes. And I love that first person point of view. So forgiveness. Leah, I want your comments on forgiveness. Well, I think it's a good thing to practice. I think also self-forgiveness is probably the bigger the mm. big thing. Forgiving yourself and then you can figure out how to forgive other people. But until you forgive yourself for your humanness, it's very um, difficult uh, to forgive others. And it's a thing that we carry on our soul, you know, when you don't let go of things. And the also the loss of um, ability to do things is another another thing that we have to forgive ourselves as we age or as things uh, don't become so easy for us to do for whatever reason. It can be a physical disability. It can be a, a mental health thing. Uh, I think people have really struggled this past year with mental health uh, issues and physical health. Like a lot of people have put on weight because they've been at home and they have, you know, this, it's been a very weird paradigm. Exactly. And a lot of people have struggled with mental health things that they would have never thought that they would ever have encountered in their life. So you can get into this very recriminating voice of, well, you know, you should know better. Uh, you know, what's wrong with you? So that, that beating yourself up, but that needs to be flipped. And instead um, you know, the messages of, you know, forgiving yourself for whatever has happened in 2020 or even prior, you know, like your whole life and just looking back and going, well, you know, that was then, this is now. And so got to clean up the act. You know, there's been some really interesting things in the field of psychology around how ineffective traditional psychological approaches are because there's so much time spent in uh, re- re- bringing up the past and that you can't effectively change anything back there. So there's a lot more modalities now of coaching, coach, coach psychology together where they're encouraging people to actually stop spending so much time back there and instead get grounded here in what is the reality right now in the sanity of this moment and then what what are you going to do moving forward? And so the ability to forgive self and others then allows you to move forward with a clean um, slate. And that's not holding something in a bag so that you can kitchen sink somebody with it later or yourself. <laughs> so it becomes this practiced habit of how do you, how do you direct? Exactly. Oh, I thought we had done dealing with that. Nope, I'm going to bring it up. It happened like in 1983, but we're going to talk about it in 2021. <laughs> 
It's like, that is like, no, you've got to, it's part of this. Uh, yeah, it's a no, that's a heck no, don't do that. Forgive yourself also, though, for any old tactics that you used to use. This is the new tactics. This is the new time. This is higher mind. This is higher consciousness um, where we're learning to relate to one another and communicate. And uh, the shared vision of a vibration of love and understanding and peace, and harmony, and, th and those you know, underpinnings. Um, but then from there, you can forgive. Not only yourself for being harsh, maybe and combative or resentful, not that I've ever been any of those things. <laughs> you know, I'm moving past it, Greg. <laughs> well, you know what, uh, also I was gonna say, we've made financial blunders in the past. So from a financial perspective, oh, yes. one I will honestly admit, and I'm just gonna, why we're trying to help couples that are in the house, I know they're fighting the good fight, but they're just at a certain tension point. If we can say something today, that helps them stop the fight, take a breath, have the right conversation at the right time. Um, this is an ugly one is getting, once you take that step where you're now litigating and you've got lawyers, I'm going to tell you lawyers ain't cheap. So remember at the end of the day, if you've got children that are part of that fight to take that step back and just see what you're doing, is it going to help the kids in the end or is it going to be detrimental? So anyone facing that, that reality right now, again, Focus back on you, the self, and then if you are in a family unit or a couple, a relationship, a marriage, just really take the time to listen to what we're saying. And these are some of the tips from the pros, so to speak, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I had people staying at my bed and B&B prior to the COVID shenaniganifest because nobody can stay here now. But I had people doing this um, strategy of taking a week away from their partners because there was just so much tension um, that you can't even think straight and you don't think straight. You know, so a good little seven day reset of um, not turning to alcohol, drugs, porn, gambling, et cetera, et cetera, which is a lot of what people end up doing because they really don't know what to do. You know, I need a break. I need to get away from my partner, but it's like, am I going to go and sit in a hotel room by myself? Then I'm going to, you know, what kind of trouble am I going to get into doing that? And so there's not been a lot of um, ways to get space for people either so that they can cool their jets and calm down. Um, so this energy, this very ramped up energy, you're seeing it worldwide, guys, you know it, you know it, that this is happening, but it will start to subside kind of at the spring equinox. But we're going to have kind of this rolling on energy for almost all of 2021. So it's also being mindful that that's only 12 months of your life. Um, you made it through 2020. That's the hardest year that we're going to face in a very long time. And so here we are. We know we've got about eight weeks left of this tension and compression, which it is, which allows you also, though, to really um, um, look at things that are not serving you in your life. This is the perfect time to get rid of those things that don't serve you. The absolutely perfect time to do that. Um, so there's lots of catalysts in you right now. And maybe that is your relationship. I don't know. But if you but be thinking about it, you know, we've talked in prior episodes, Greg, about um, people having things in place so that they're not decimating each other and they're not decimating um, their families. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that those yeah, and we'll be talking about that in future episodes as well. But um, just be very mindful right now. If you're listening to this this week, be mindful and some nice inhale in, exhale out. Forgive, exactly. Forgive, forgive. 
You know, there's a beautiful message in this book that he wrote to me. And I like that oh. all the books I have in my little library, I always yeah. encourage either the author, if I'm at a book signing, to sign it. But he has a really neat message he has in here. I want to share this with everybody if I could. Love to. Love it. Love it. Well, this it. is from the author, Mark Sakamoto. It says, Greg, forgiveness, it's all about the future. Keep your eye there. The best. Mark Sakamoto. Beautiful, eh? Love it. Maybe I'll have to have him on the podcast. He sounds like he'd be a good, a, a good guest. He's a good guy. I could reach out to him. That would be great. All, All right. right. So we're done our game show. <laughs> four, four top answers. Uh, let's recap. Ready? Faith, number one. Number two answer was communication. Yes. Number three, projects. Number four, forgiveness. And I think what you just said at best to sum it up is just have that love for one another and what you guys are doing. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And think about, yeah, is your spirituality in alignment with your technology or is your technology taking over your spirituality? And we'll get more into that also, you know, in upcoming um, broadcasts. But for today, we're going to keep it kind of in the wheelhouse of really looking at your relationship and how, and, and so kind of the takeaway points around finances, Greg, do you have any? Yeah, I do. Um, so again, in the first one, that, that faith in one another, mm-hmm. you have to have the faith and that commitment to really, that ties in with the commitment of you, you're here for a common goal, to succeed, to thrive. You don't want to just survive. I do believe if you're in it and you're sticking to these these four points and really working together um, to really be on that same page, I think that is so, so important. Um, and together, you're only going to be stronger. So that from a financial standpoint, you're going to accomplish those dreams. So how is you going to do that? The next point equally is important communication. Sometimes have those hard conversations. It's not all, all relationships. Always what? Go. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> every relationship goes through peaks and valleys, but don't be afraid to have those conversations at the peaks and the valleys because those conversations, sometimes those arguments are what saves a marriage, what saves a relationship. And that's the common theme I've seen in the ones that uh, we reach out to, Leah, you know, and that whole thing, remember about the smoking. And again, we talked about how that could free up income from a financial perspective month after month. Where Remember the one couple, they couldn't even find the 10% to pay themselves yes. first. Well, yes. this is probably in a lot of relationships, a real stickler hot button, uh, either with one or the other or both. You know, what's some things you guys can do to work together and communicate better to free up some of that income that will allow you to buy that house in the future, Mm -hmm. the new vehicle, take the trip with the kids, spend time together at the cottage, whatever it may be. Um, Number two, number three, that project, that dream board is so beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. Because it can be, it ties in together with the first two is working together, freeing up that money to do it. But you know, whether it's building or buying that first home together, what a beautiful moment in time that can be for so many people. So, Let's take the time over this next little time frame. 2021, I believe, is a year for change. We've mm-hmm. already had the shock and awe of 2020. We've all adapted. We've all developed these new skill sets that we never had before. How can we work together going forward to accomplish some of those dreams? Write it down. Write it down so you can visualize that there's so much power in that. And then if I were to sum up the last point there, forgiveness. You know what? Just like Mark Sakamoto said, mm-hmm. keep your eye on the future. How can you forgive yourself for messing up? Mm-hmm. Because nobody's perfect. 
and how can we work together in the future to forgive one another? Uh, there's such a powerful message in all of that. So bringing it all together, having the awareness of what's going on around you and the love that you can bring not only to yourself, to the, your partner, to your family, to your friends, but to the world um, is all equally important. Yeah. And I love what you point out there is like, write it down and to further that start now, start now, start now, start now, start now, start now, Um, because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed anything. Um, But if you've got a little bit of a fire lit in your belly or in your heart or in your mind about creating something different in your life, then do the work, take the time to write it down. You deserve that. Your family deserves that. Your relationships deserve that. Um, As you know, this is what dreams are made of. This is where the juice is. This is where the fun is, is actually in the planning. It's the journey that's the good time, guys, not the destination. You know, you know that. You know that once you get there, it's like having a big wedding. And after the wedding's over, everyone goes, well, that was, now what? So oh. just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leah, there's a movie I just watched recently that speaks exactly, it contextualizes what you just said. It's hmm. called Soul. And it was. I encourage everyone to watch this. It was such a beautifully well done movie. Mm-hmm. And it talks about that guy. He was always about the moment. And then when you had the moment, he's like, he forgot about the journey on the way there. And it gives me goosebumps sharing that. So I encourage you all to watch it. My kids loved it. Absolutely. They said, dad, that was the favoritest cartoon we've ever watched was soul. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. I did watch that. I did. It was, it was very good. It is very inter. It's very interesting and very uniquely done. I'm not going to say anything more and be a spoiler, but it's a <laughs> spoiler. Spoiler, spoiler. Totally not. I can wait for Santa Claus. I'm that much not of a spoiler. I'm a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're coming up on the hour, but I just want to oh. share and just laugh at, uh, I've learned two new phrases I've added to my vocabulary. So cooking with cheese and shenanigan fest. Say that fast five times. <laughs> Shenanigan fest. Shenanigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing. There you go. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, you had mentioned lyrics and how powerful they can be in a song because our subconscious mind is always working and firing. So, how do you want to end the show today? Well, I think you should take it out with a song. Aren't you going to sing? Oh, hang on. Maybe I you're not. Tor- I don't want to torture your listeners again. I wish <laughs> I was a rock star. I think that was a dream as a kid. But uh, do you have a song by the birds? The song by the birds. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the song that we thought of, hmm, what would be fitting? And we're like scrolling through. We wanted to do something throwback to the 60s. Yes. So we're like, what are the top songs of the 60s? And this one popped up. Did you want to, we have time to reference who wrote it. It's by The Birds. Yeah, go ahead. You could, yeah, Yeah. you do it. You've got the homework done. So written by The Birds, not B-I-R-D birds, like all the birds of Viking, but The Birds, B-Y-R-D. So... I can't remember his name now. I don't have it on my phone. It's Pete Seeger. Is that right? I think so. Yes. Yeah, but a brilliant man. And he had some really neat words of wisdom he wants to share. So for your audience, a treat for the week, from a song from the 60s by the birds. Right. Sing and Greg's not going to sing it. How sad is that? But It's going to be singing and playing in my head along with everybody because everyone's heard the song. I always wondered why I like this song. Yeah. But when I actually read the words, that's why I like it now. Are you ready? Yes. Ready. Okay. By the birds, turn, turn, turn.
birds could that be any more beautifully put i don't think so so we need to get a playlist started that's for sure so thank you so much everybody thank you greg for joining me once again with your your wisdom your wit and your game show awesomeness because i can't do that i have my skill set greg has his skill (laughs) set Um, and just want to, uh, I think from both of us, say thank you so much for everybody. Reach out um, to Greg if you have any financial questions uh, or about financial planning. And I just want to state again that the financial planning services that you provide are, uh, you know, free of charge. So when people want to actually have the first communications uh, or ongoing communications, that's a really big gift for people. And I think often they mistake that they're going to have to, that it's a, you have to pay for it in advance. Um, but don't wait. It's like reach out. Um, you can also reach out to me with all your health, wellness, any mental health questions. Uh, so you can reach me at Leah Mattinson or Leah at LeahMattinson.com. You can reach or at Gmail, Leah, uh, Leah Mattinson, Gmail, all my ways of getting in touch with me. Greg's, uh, it will be under in the show notes as well. And uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in once again. Uh, Just to invite you, if this has been helpful to you, then please like it, share it, share it, share it, share it. And your comments are oh so important. We really appreciate that. Um, Love yourselves. Love each other. uh, Mind your minds. And that's all for us. Bye for now. 
Thank you for being a part of our program today. Master Your Life is a presentation of Leah Mattinson Enterprises, Inc. Join us next time on Master Your Life, helping you to discover the very best of you.